created by a bunch of randos in a Discord call. A Man Called Stranger Episode 4 It's Too Many Backstabs Thank you for listening to the end of Act 1. Created by Out of Credits Productions and starring Whip Hand as Packet Tracer Little Rascal Boy as Mr. Clade, Gigahood as Voice of the City, Rense as the Sheriff, I mean Marshall, A Confused Mistake as Badge and Cupid, and finally, the Grim Bard as me, a man called Stranger. <sighs> Not damned. Where is he? I lost the signal right over there. Does it look like any thing? I don't know. Blood, magic rust to do, magical. Nothing. We're going to the top. Shouldn't be far. Hey, can you guys? Guys? Shit, we lost him. Signal jammer? I think so. We'll take him some time to get through. Then we should, you know, wait. Could be walking into a trap. Something doesn't really feel right. What? What do you mean? Like, something literally feels wrong. Oh, please. You're worried over nothing. Come on. Whoa. Are you feeling that? That's what I'm talking about. Oh, shit. Are you a sensory type? If by that you mean I sense we should get the fuck out of here, then yeah, sure, I'm all censored up. No stopping so worried, we'll be fine. Watch my six. <sighs> alright, alright. I pushed off the wall and shoved my hands into my pockets before slowly sauntering behind her at a pace to catch my breath. Outside, the air was still warm and the drizzle had turned into rain up top. It was dripping down from the metal roof and spraying the walkways and streets around us. We were several stories high on this side, just above the downs overlooking one of the lower sprawls. Wind whipped my coat, and beside me, Cupid suddenly got very still. I could see her skin start to take on an almost pink tinge as light magic energy began to flare around her. What the fuck? I just felt the killing into the area skyrocket. Well, you sh- Amp down. Whoever is doing that might be able to feel us. I'll watch the door. You check the edge. Down a few stories were the walkways between the buildings. I couldn't get a clear view of the one below us from this angle, but I could see a lone figure standing in the middle a distance away, checking their watch as they looked in my direction but fortunately not up, rather at someone coming down the walkway. I ducked back for a moment as I thought their eyes flickered to me and turned around to wave at Cupid, but the shadows moving above the door caught my eye first. I was already reaching for my gun when Kid dropped down, much to Cupid's dismay and surprise. <sighs> there you are. What happened? I waved to get their attention and they power walked over, crouching on the thin ledge beside me. Doesn't look like they saw you. Ah, 
Where do these walkways lead? Into the sprawls. Uh, huh? That's smart. Yeah, I think we should just stay up here and watch. Uh, I don't know, maybe? Stranger, watch his back. I'll go find the jammer and get a better viewpoint. I really think we should stick together. You've been made back for the door, and Kid was gone when I turned back around. That sigh escaped me, and I glanced back over the ledge to see the new arrivals to the party. And only half to my surprise was at the familiar faces, or rather, familiar back of heads of the freelancers. The two freelancers I had fought in the apartment in Bastard Yard were mercs, gunslinger types, the kind you sent to do the dirty work because they're not supposed to be so easy on the whole death thing. These three must have been the rest of the team. I already knew the short bearded man being tailed by the small tread drone. The second was unfamiliar, carrying a scryer much like Packet does slung over their back. I couldn't see their face, but their hand was shakily holding on to the grip of a small automatic pistol at their side. Now the most familiar walked with an air of confidence. Her boots echoed the enclosed underground, and in the low lighting her green skin looked more like a sickly yellow. She was still very tall, and her auburn and red streaked hair was tied in a bun on the top of her head. She was walking with purpose, leading the charge as the group slowly made their way towards the man on the walkways. I looked over my shoulder. Kid was gone gone. I groaned and looked back to the group tilting my head, focusing on my Talthorian aspect. My hearing focused, bleeding out the background noise of the city, the cars and the people below, the humming of the underground to little more than an echoing faint buzz. You have a lot of balls to show up with demands after fucking failing the job. You have seconds to explain before I terminate the contract. You want to play ball like that? Fine. Well, then let's start with you, Miss Ripper. Fucking up the job. You better watch your words carefully. I did no such thing. You fucking know the intel was false. Or at least incomplete. We were supposed to be hitting a buyout, and you very conveniently left out the players and the moods they were going to be in. Even if I had known, the supposed exact details. Would it have mattered? You were paid for a job. You do the job. You're supposed to be the type that overcomes little complications and obstacles. There's this thing called common fucking courtesy. It's when you let your employee fucking know they're walking into a corporate death trap. All I hear are excuses for your lack of oversight and failure. It wouldn't have mattered if it was Westside Orcs or the town men themselves. You're trying to cover your ass for screwing us into a bad job. If we had known what we blasted into, we would have been prepared, made the proper exit plan, charged the proper rates. We lost good people because you, at best, left no key information, at worst, let us into a trap. Your rates are what they were always going to be. If that's the best you got, you're crawling up the wrong pole. You said no cops and no corporates. So far, there's been nothing but. And all of them are now crawling up our ass and through the underground over it. Do I look like an HR complaint board to you? 
If you couldn't handle the job, you should have made that clear. Regardless, it's obvious now you were not. That's what I called you out here for. Not to listen to your whines and complaints. We're going to renegotiate your contract. If you think that it gives you... No, you listen here, you corporate fucking pig. We lost friends because you gave us bad info. If something's down... Kelly! You corporal bastard! They should have known better to mention the employer out here. <clears throat> You're a dead man, you corporal scum! What? You're going to do something. Fucking try me. You are going to pay for this! I highly doubt that. Your team has proven ineffectual. I am terminating your contract now. Active immediately. Oh yeah? Let's see how you like this, you corporate bastard. I snap back to reality. Through the walkways, I could see the man and his drone go stiffer than Packet when he's just opened a new bag of crisps. It only lasted a brief moment, and the drone burst forward into action. Spindly metal legs unfolded out of the sides of the treads and it suddenly clanked across the metal trying to launch its claws at... that Mr. Clade. The Jack seemed unimpressed. His eyes flashed yellow only for a brief moment before the glow blinked and rippled under his skin. The glow flowed onto his hand as he lifted it, bashing the drone to the ground with the ease of a professional baller. The large woman rose from the back of her fallen. Holding on to a shiny looking gun that began blasting. But her shots were wild from rage, pinged off the surrounding area. Mr. Clade closed in on her, his hand glowing as it wrapped around the barrel and wrenched it out. He knocked her other arm aside almost lazily as she swung at him, but the impact of her punch against him was just sending out small golden shockwaves of energy as he barely stumbled back. At this point, I was very content to just turn around and walk away. But I saw the shadows move behind Mr. Clade, and my AR glasses scanned it automatically. It sent me a notification, catching a split second of the whites of Kid's eyes and the glint of metal off his belt as he moved through the shadows. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Cupid, Cupid. I looked over a last time. Everyone was moving so fast. The freelancer was about to eat it from Mr. Clade. Kid was charging down the walkways overhanging beams. I couldn't help the curse that came tearing from my lips before my incantation did. As I launched myself off this roof. Alright, here we go. Starlight rise. <laughs> the city blurred by and my sight flashed green. I felt a wave of G-forms wash over me as I shot down and towards the walkway. My feet barely touched the ground as I flew at them, landing a few yards away and sliding down the wet metal. When I reached them, Mr. Clade's pupils were only a split second behind my trajectory coming down the path. Anne was in midair, inches away from decking the freelancer across her square and heavy set jaw. My eyes met kids as they were flashing with blue energy behind Mr. Clade, for a split second revealing his presence in the dark. The little man went into his shoulder and I slammed into his arm, which ended up proving no obstacle as the gun went flying. 
going up high and into the air. Somewhere. But I couldn't follow it as I was preoccupied with my fingers wrapping around the freelancer's clothes. Just as my vision began to turn back to normal. Fuck. Wings intertwined. My windburst came out stronger than it usually did. Possibly due to our location so high. My feet skidded across the wet metal, not making enough traction to stop me. I tried to spin in the air and change my trajectory, but I couldn't get off another incantation, and the freelancer kicked me off of her. And landed heavily on my shoulder and pain went shooting down my arm. The pain spread as I skidded several feet further on my back before coming to a stop by ramming into the metal railing. And the drone is shooting beams, akin to fucking hard light at me. I felt its heat burn the hairs on the back of my neck as I rolled. It seared out the edge of my coat with its neck shot that I barely managed to handspring over. I landed wobbly and surveyed the scene. Kid has his arms up. Tonfa laying defensively against his forearm as he tried deflecting the heavy blows coming down on him from Mr. Clade. Each blow I could see a shockwave of energy resonate from the impact. Stranger! Kid! What's going on down there? What the? You guys okay? Getting a heat signature from down there. They're fighting something? Cupid? Cupid, we could use some cover fire. Kid was taking it like a champ until Lee shot at his ribs, doubling him over, and a follow-up slammed him hard enough to send him over the side of the railing. Increasing your numbers isn't about to make your termination any easier. Mm, you're gonna pay for this. Fuck. Why are we doing this? Kid? Ah, oh, fuck. Magic. Be my binds. A thin grappling line came shooting from below and latched onto the metal beams above us. As Kid reappeared over the edge, I threw a hand back, pulling the whipping wind around us and using it to launch myself into the air. Hold on. The next beam of light passed beneath me. The drone's barrel tried to follow me through the air, but it was slow. Gotcha. Second hand blasting him off the walkway, past both the freelancers to the jag who was raising his hand, a glow building in his palm, bubbling the skin underneath with concentrated power. He spun suddenly and dashed back as half a dozen pink arrows thudded into the walkway around him, throwing him off balance. Let's go, kid. I used that moment to land in front of him and introduce my metal fist to his ribs. His blast goes wide and Kid lands on the other side, grabbing his arms before it hits me and slamming him into the railing. We were successful, but I felt the heat rise a little too uncomfortably as the beam hit Jack. Several more arrows flew over my head and I turned to see the freelancer woman bashing them away. It forced her and the drone controller to move, giving me and Kid a chance to dash away. Fucking interference, what's going on up there? Stranger, get Kid and get the fuck out of here! Oh, fucking hells. 
I'm gonna be feeling this in the morning. Are you okay, Al? Who the fuck are these guys? Before I could answer, Mr. Clean's arms glowed and within hand strength he was literally throwing Kid off. I knew I couldn't fight something like that on my own, not in this condition. Well, I pushed myself forward with my last wing blast in the chamber, catching Kid before he slammed into the metal beams. You're welcome, buddy. How about some warning before we do this next time? The Indy! Why are you interfering? Good fucking question, kid. Ah. Yeah, I know. Fuck the cops and corporates. But come on, man. Ah. Ah. That's not a fucking reason. I will deal with you two in a moment. First, I have a rough contract to end. Jack turned away. The glow returning to his palm as he turned. I saw Pink come streaking down at him from behind, but he just raised a second hand and fired at Cupid's arrows and the drones simultaneously. Beans and magic collided, and for a moment, all I heard was the sound of my own heartbeat. And all I saw was pure white. wafting off his body, and the air had an acrid stench that stung my nostrils. <coughs> he faltered for a second before I grabbed his shoulder to keep him steady. The walkway around us was scorched. Bits and pieces of it were falling down below, and smoke dancing along what remained of the surface. Across the way was a corpse, smoking. The drone head had shrapnel jutting out of the upper half of his body. I didn't see a lower half. The injured freelancer was a mangled mess beside him. Most of her seemed to be attached. But that looked to be unfortunate. It was a corpse, and a near corpse. The big woman was on her knees, bracing her right arm that was still glowing with fresh smoke pouring off it. She faltered and barely kept herself upright as she tried to stand, bracing herself against the railing as her large arm felt limply beside her, dripping blood that sizzled on the heated metal. Holy hells! Are my circuits burnt? Everything's on fire! What in- You guys okay? Everything in the area just blew out harder than I did your mom's back. Can you hear me? I think it took the jammer as well. They're alive. I have eyes on them. I think Stranger managed to move them out of the explosion radius. Ooh, what was that? Rot, damned, we're alive. Kid saved us. I wasn't able to move us far enough away in time. Kid pushed me off and stood up straight, rolling his shoulders he squared up again. He paused for a second, tilted his head to the left, and wiggled his fingers before glancing back at me for confirmation. What? 
Spock, fine. We need some answers anyways. Cupid, get down here. Shit. Hold on. I turned away in frustration, but Kin was already moving. And I took that moment to turn back with iron in hand. I didn't try to aim a shot too hard. I just wanted the jag to flinch back as Kid slid across the metal beneath my shots, closing in the distance. He sprung up last moment. There was a flash of new magic, and he slammed Mr. Clade hard enough that his feet went off the ground. But he did come down hard on Kid, glow already beginning to reveal beneath his torn suit and burnt red skin. Fuck, it's incantation. Magic, be my binds. Weightless, senseless, but conscious, directed, kind of hungry. That's how I always felt doing this. My body ripped apart as magic flowed through it, and I momentarily became one with the flowing air. The beam of magic fired at me, tore through the air, but I swirled around it, pulling myself back together underneath it, springing up on the other side to grab his arm and push it upwards, searing a hole into the metal above us. It worked, until a falling piece of metal wreckage smacked the back of my head and he managed to get his other hand around to me while I was blinking away in my sudden blurry eyes. Fortunately, several pink arrows thudded into his chest as Kin was getting back up and charging back with an ethereal blue hue going down his arm, holding the blade of his hand inches from Mr. Clade's neck. Ah, you damned nuisances! He was unnaturally strong and nearly threw us both off before Cupid appeared, slamming him back. I got my gun back around comfortably, but he struggled, getting a good enough grip on me that I could feel the energy in his hand begin to burn through my jacket and into my skin. Uh, uh, organs are going to be scattered across the sprouts before he can recharge. Well, aren't we in a pickle? Breathe too hard and I might accidentally blow a hole through you. If your fingers so much as twitch, they'll be picking up pieces of you in the sprouts for days. And that sounds very messy. Wait, you understood that? What did he say? <sighs> yeah, he can feel your heartbeat, can, and will make it go pop. So what now? All of our mutually assured destruction is laid out open. Why are you even attacking me? That's a good fucking question, stranger. Honestly? Kid here engaged, and I watched his back as I was told. Otherwise, I have no idea what any of us are doing. What are you even doing here, Jack? I was meeting contractors. Ones that proved... unreliable. You are the one who distracted me, lawfully terminating a legal contract. Why did your friend attack me? Oh, he's got a thing for cops and corporates. Please don't ask. How about we all realize this was a slight jump of the gun on our part, and a misunderstanding all the way through, and slowly everyone lower their glowing hands. Yeah, I think that would probably be for the best. My job here is complete. 
If you both back off and get that psycho child off me, I'll amp down. All right. Slowly, slowly. All right. There. See? Much better. Everyone fucking breathe. Good. Now back off. You're one bastard, you know that indie. So I'm told. Not nearly as much as a bastard who just murked a bunch of soulless in an inconspicuously comp-free area. Ah, fuck. The big one's gone. Did either of you see where she went? Rot. They broke contract and tried to back out. Stranger, I suggest you read the bylines when you take a job before interfering like that again. That's going to cost you. Oh, don't you worry about me. How's the knee, Yazidi? And the comps treat you good? Tell me something. Does Mr. Mathers know you're here? Why do you care? Just find it odd that he thinks you're out doing work. And here you are. Killing Solus like it's the branding. Yeah? What of it? That's the life of the job, Indy. I tend to disagree that this has anything to do with the collecting information Mathers thinks you're doing. I was. They were supposed to provide. They didn't. Let's assume you aren't a liar. No, scratch that. Let's assume you aren't lying about this specifically, because otherwise, you're still a liar. Why would you be out doing this? You're a prick. I wasn't lying. You've got all the resources on this girl, like me. But Ian, you're also out here in the underground, all sly-like. And what I can only guess is a personal agenda. That's based on the assumption that the boss doesn't have you on the girl, or me on the... merchandise. And based on that, you don't know that I went to see him this morning. He made it abundantly clear he wants the girl first. Something about image. And making a point with her, I'd imagine. The what's in the box that's got you oh so riled up. You really want to know? I'm asking, aren't I? What did you overhear? In general, a lot. Right now? In all this wind and noise? Nothing. I was in the building over. Didn't even see you here. I shared a quick look with Cupid and he seemed to weigh his decisions. His eyes shifted from me to the silent kid and back. I kept my face ignorantly blank. Covered it in a mask he wanted to see. How about this, Cindy? You and your fixer are just in it for the money, right? Correct. Then let's make a side deal. What kind? The kind of deal makes us both happy. I haven't been as happy as far as I can remember. To be fair, that's not too far. So what do you got? You go along now, and we both pretend we didn't see each other. Not seeing the make happy part of the deal for me. Give him a moment. Next comes the sweet part. While you're on the job, you just keep me in mind. If you bring me the package, the merchandise, I'll give you the price, the buy price for it. You've got money. All in Kenya's. Untraceable. All yours. Where'd you get it? Weren't you planning on stealing it? If you've got the cash laying about, why not buy whatever this MacGuffin is? Because when those stupid freelancers fucked up the job, 
they thought bringing me the money instead would suffice. Though we're being open that you hired them to hit the buy, right? Is a case full of money not enough to walk away with when you've just double-crossed? What I'm coming to understand is the biggest crime syndicate in downtown. Some things are more important than a case full of kennies. There's a whole lot of things scarier than the leisure organization, Indy. Hmm. Not really, no. Irrelevant. I have the money and I'm taking the risk. All we both gonna do is keep our mouths shut and if things work out, they work out. And if not? If not, we'll probably never see him ever again. Kid, what say you? I'd really rather not. Stop being ridiculous. This is the best case scenario. Please. Then fine, it's agreed. If we find it, we'll find you. We're gonna walk away now. If I feel your magic trigger, I'll turn around and the cops won't save you this time. Likewise. Like a child. We both turned and walked. I don't know if he looked back. I didn't. I didn't holster either. Kid took a moment before catching up. His face was sour, and the twirl of his tonfa was getting angrier. <sighs> yeah, I know. Don't like it one bit either. <sighs> Something's not right. Then we'll have to stay on our toes. Stay focused on the job. The rest of this melodrama is not our problem. <sighs> no, you're going to chase down the lead. I'm going to go get a dinner done. You. It's like one part coffee, some liqueur, a dash of cream, not scent, and then a splash of whiskey. You get it piping hot, because when you've drunk half of it, they refill it with more iced whiskey. It's fantastic. If you ask nicely, the manager will even put some of this icy creamy stuff on top. Why would you even do that to yourself? It tastes sublime. You know, that's probably why you're in pain all the time. My man, of course I'll get you one. Don't drag him into your insanity. Drink a java like a normal person. I'm not liking all the judgment I'm getting from over there. Hey, I'm just saying, if you want to drink a java like a twin girl, you go ahead. Well, that's rich, coming from the woman I caught listening to Elrock the last time I was at her house. You son of a bitch! You swore to never mention that again! Everybody lies. Even me sometimes. I'm going to kill you! See, kid? Lies. Regardless, he's not going to say anything. He never does. See? Wait, why is that? Really? No shit. Huh. Every word? Damn. That is both the coolest and worst thing I have ever heard. Definitely not the worst. Have you heard of the quacks? They are definitely worse. Oh, shut up before I nail you to a wall like a quacks. Let's go hit the chromium. Nothing more we can do here tonight and I'm fucking exhausted. I'll go pack it. We'll get some drinks. It'll be a good time.
was several hours later, and I was full of booze and fried foods. The Evo Group Arcology loomed overhead as Packet, Cupid, and I made our way back to our building in Cupid's car. Packet had wanted to go straight back as he had work in the morning, but a promised nightcap was all the convincing either of them needed to take the scenic route down by the docks. Oh, why are we down here? Don't you love the other way? I, going back on my previous statement, second that. I also want to know why we're taking the long route. Because Rash mentioned a dealer that hangs around here. I just wanted to see. See what? Oh gods, I hope not. I mean... The... Area. My guy, this whole bury This whole borough is semi-civilian. I could be pulling up street cams and surveillance on this whole area from the comfort of my bed. Probably. That wouldn't help. Why not? Because I wouldn't be able to do this. Pull over there. Fine, but make it quick. I've got work in the morning and Cupid's already passing out back there. I'm fine. I'm just going to rest my eyes for a second. I got out of the car and made my way down the block. One of the buildings we passed at the last intersection had a lone man standing beneath a street lamp. If doing that in the middle of the night in the dock district didn't scream, I've made terrible life decisions and can definitely sell you numerous illicit substances right now. And I don't really know what did. Hey man, you looking for something good? I got some pops, some smokables, some andy, some nose candy. You're into that. Even got some new inhalations. It's all the buzz. I'll get you buzzed. Oh, yeah. Inhalations. Not, uh... Smokables. Nah, man, nah, man. Catch this. You see this? Like an inhaler. Push this little thingy right in, take a deep breath, and I promise you, never feeling better. Oh. And what kind of high am I gonna get? Well, I can tell you're a high flying man yourself, so you like it. It's a boost to your whole system. Ah. And. side effects. All you gotta do is take it in small doses. Take too much and you know how it is. Won't lie, this shit can burn out a motherfucker like a candle if you're not safe. Ah. Uh, so, definitely not for a, like, burn on both ends kind of sit-in, huh? Ah uh, man, a couple of puffs, whichever is your way. I'll let you do you good. Damn, man. Sounds great. Where are you getting stuff like that? Man, what you care? It's prime stuff. Medical grade. Price is a bit high because of it, but a man of your stature surely ain't lacking. Oh yeah? And what's my stature? You know, man. He drawled off as we both got a better look at each other. It took me a second to place him, but then it clicked that I'd seen him at the pizza pub. The made man. Earlier in the day. He was getting a small package from that Mathers man in there. Hey man, ain't I catch a sight of you before? Where was it? The, the mall? No. The square, maybe. The realization hit him, and his eyes opened like a frightened rabbit. He shot off the lamppost and I lunged after him, 
Wait, no, don't run. Missing by a hair as he took off down the street. He looked down, producing a small gun that he fired, but the bullets missed by me and I didn't feel the need to fire back. We made it to the end of the block when he leapt out into the street, not noticing a car coming blazing down with its headlights off. I could just catch a glimpse of Cupid behind the wheel and pack it in the passenger side, whiter than freshly bleached silk. Hey, you guys mind getting that? Not that he needed to know. Listen, man, I fucked up. I fucking swear on me mother's ash. I'm not stepping out on the biz. I thought we could get new contact straight from the source. I got scared at the bar, you know. That's it. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure he'll be ecstatic to hear that. Who's the new contact? It don't matter. Haven't heard from him anyways. Pretty sure he's a ghost by now. Though all for nothing, huh? Look at you. Broken leg, bleeding out, what was it all for? You've probably got a concussion. Next comes memory loss and then literally who knows what. Not for nothing, I swear. Tell Mr. Mathers we got something good. Good, good. Something better than money. I promise. I gave him my best hard look while I debated what to do. But a hum from Packet brought my attention back around. What's the rush? Me and my buddy over here were just beginning to get acquainted. The shots drew attention. Ensign's inbound. We gotta go. Crash. Well, tis your lucky day, Mr. Drug Runner guy. I'll consider this enough for Mr. Mathers. For now. And you get to hope we don't ever see each other again. Ever. Let's go, Spacer Boy. Let's go. Alright, I'm coming, I'm coming. Go, go, go! God damn, you fucked that guy up. You get anything? Hmm, possibly. I guess we'll see in the morning. Is... is she good up there? Took it off manual after she nearly killed the guy. It's autopiling to the office. We made it only a few streets down when green and yellow lights were flashed in the mirrors. Cupid Currison tried slamming down the pedals, but instead the car pulled itself to the side and turned itself off. 
And she's using official software on her car. Why didn't you disable it? Well, how was I supposed to know that? Right, damned. Just act normal. All three of us were friends and to some capacity. We can probably just... Rot damn, what the fuck is Team Tao doing here? And I guess we're about to find out. <clears throat> Good evening. You're captain, right? Tao Ten. Yes. You three all good in there. Perfectly fine, man. How are you? You want to try that with a bit more gusto? Oh, don't worry about him. We've just had a night drinking. On our way back home right now. Is, uh, everything alright out there? We're in the area responding to certain calls. Ongoing investigations. You know how it is and all. We talked you leaving the threat zone. Uh, we were driving past the docks, if that's what you mean by anything. Any particular reason you're stopping us? We clocked the blood on the hood. Ah. I think that's technically not abnormal in this city, though. Maybe not. Was just wondering if you three saw anything. Don't be defensive or gods forbid start running. That was like one time. One time that cost dozens of hours of overtime. My ankle still hurts from trekking around after you. Well, you just had to ask. Don't think we saw anything. We're on a case, but nothing related to a job with you guys. I don't think. Are you sure? There's a man on the curbside a block or so back. Maybe that's what you're looking for? What he means to say is no. Nothing that has anything to do with us. I gave Packet some stink eye in the rearview mirror, and he gave back a small hapless shrug. Fine. I'll let you guys get going. See you in the morning, Packet. Don't be late. Alright, dude. What the fuck was that? I don't know. I panicked. Tana's terrifying. I saw him wrestle a Tomoto dragon once. For fucking fun. Then he ate it. Raw! Oh, oh, dragon state. Guys, I'm hungry. I want dragon state. Shh, not now, see. Shit. You think we're stepping in on an open investigation? What are their open cases right now? I don't know, man. I work the security database, not open cases. All I know is that they've been knee-deep in an active op for months, since the mayor died and I got the job, basically. Guys, guys, I want food! Damn, I hate having missing puzzle pieces. Especially when my eyes are too blurry to see the picture. Well, you must hate everything, then. You're the definition of a missing puzzle piece. Fucking tell me about it. Fuck. Take the direct way back. We gotta duck out for the night before something bad happens. I can feel it in the air. Guys, 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 guys. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. Come on, let's hit the drive-thru.
Hey, we've been running all night. Can we take some of them Z's? Maybe get a bite in my belly. We don't have time. We have to get to New Talfa by dawn. I get that. But really, I don't see what the whole big fucking deal is. Everyone's just a little mad right now. I'm sure we could slink to the well sunk mountains. Just lay low. Not trek all the way to our enemy spaceport. The Telforians were the worthy enemy, and you know that. Eh, uh, Cezal is low on. My people have been dealing with them for years. Well, yours has. If you finish that sentence the way I think you are. You're going to get your mountains all right. I will send you straight through hell myself to get you there. Sorry. This old thing has got me frazzled. You know what may be saying? Align with the Daltorians. This Axel incursion. The Dagur's turning on us. You mean the ones that are going to hear you if you don't talk quieter? Let them find us. Make it go for some bleeding around now. My gods, you're hopeless. Where is he? He should have caught up by now. He's there in that tree. Has been for minutes. Hi, get down here. I'm actually behind the tree over here. Left a mark there. Thought it was a little too out in the open. Your presence is flooding the place. That's not good. How'd scouting go? Eh, pretty well, all things considered. They're already following us. Figured we'd make it quick and pick up the pace after. So now we're the bait. And the others? Already gone ahead. We'll meet them before they hit the city. If we're really quick. Good, but... And you're sure of this... spaceship pilot you called her? Hasn't failed me yet. Promised me that we're there by dawn. She'll be our ticket out. Alright. Let's make this quick then. Finally. Been dying to stretch my legs. Did you hold the bloodlust for just a moment and take less cheer in the fact we're in over our heads? Again. We've always been the type to lead out the frying pan and into the fire. What's one more problem? Yeah, we really just can't go around ignoring it, can we? Let's hope we live to regret it then. <gasps> oh, man. Oh, I really gotta do something about these visions. The next time the sun rose and chose to stream through my open windows, I was nursing a hangover to end all hangovers. One that felt like someone was driving an augmented arm blade straight into the back of my skull. I sipped my black java slowly, staring at the time pass as I waited for the call. A call. Any call. Only pretending to ponder the case because... Any actual thought was making my head pound even worse. I was watching the window, because there's a lot of things you can learn from just watching. Sometimes, they're not important things, like the man with strawberry blonde hair sitting on the street bench playing with a pixel pet. Or, sometimes, 
There's something you wish you could unsee. Like the fact that the neighbors across the street need new blinds and have a very healthy, intimate relationship. Sometimes even, in something mildly interesting. Like the group of corporate assholes crowded on the corner across the intersection, oh so very suddenly watching my building after following me down to the shops for breakfast all morning. And sometimes, they're not noticed in the moment, but rather important later. Like the long black town car that was parked halfway down the block. I saw that, but as I said, more on that later. Way later. Yeah, it's stranger. I've said don't answer like that. Sounds common. Yeah. You sound like a kid. Are you alright? We stayed up pretty late last night. How are you even okay? You were zonked out last night. Really? Don't remember. I'm surprised you even remember my name right now. I feel pretty fine. My car has blood on the windshield though. Do you know what that's from? Possibly related, but probably not directly correlated. Hopefully not our problem. Eh, alright. Anyways, what are you doing? Brooding like that. I've much else to do besides that and recover. Ed's trying to chase down that lead, isn't he? Hackett's back to work, can't go stomping around all day. Besides, I am actually doing recon. Are you not home? I am. Then how are you doing recon? What am I gonna search every inch of the sprawls for this chick like kid? I'm watching for something else. Well, I don't want to douse your fire, but... Aw, oh, come on, no way. I've been trapezing around for days. Kid came through and has an approximate location, but you're going to have to do some groundwork. Oh, damned. Can we not just... Call this one off, my head is pounding. No, we just got this job probation, and it might lead to bigger ones. We are not fucking this up. Alright, I've got to fucking walk all the way down there again, and I think I'm being stalked. Yeah, hopefully not by a fucking fangirl already. Who is it? Not sure. Well, then waste them. I don't kill people for no reason. They might be important. Well, then lose them. I'm sending you cords to the underground now. Get away from them and get on it. Alright. Ping me if anything comes up. Might have to go dark for a few hours. <sighs> well, here goes yet another day. I pack some heat and a smoke before striding out of my office building. The group was acting as inconspicuous as a gator in a glass coffee shop as they followed me down the block. I lit my smoke and adjusted my jacket so my iron was clear to see. Didn't install them. Didn't pause them either. And when they followed me around a corner into a nice quiet side street, they didn't even seem concerned when I slipped another alley before they came around. Didn't lose them though even as I made my way down at a brisk pace, cursing that it was a dead end. I turned and made my way into a little barn that was a quarter way back up, just in time for them to miss me. I tossed the barman a Craig Graham for a bourbon, 
told them to keep them coming while I got a seat. I peered around the edge of the window seat as I sipped. They were standing in the middle of the side street. One was holding up a small beeping device and all three of them were peering up and around the street from me. Why hello there my boy. Fancy seeing you in such an establishment. My greetings back. Um, sorry, I'm a bit preoccupied at the moment. Oh, don't you mind me. I am doing much the same as you are. What a lovely day for it, isn't it? Acid wash is clear. Sun is shining brightly on you. Oh, and what is it I'm doing? Espionage, my boy. Obviously. And that's what you're doing. But of course, why else would we be in such a dump? I don't know. I kind of like this place. You know, they say everybody lies, but you are a terrible one. I'm really not. I can read you like a book. Like a book. Are you shaking me down? Are you involved in this? Involved in what, my dear boy? That's an excellent question that I'll have to get back to you with a specific answer on. But for conversational purposes, I mean, this in general. I have no clue whatsoever as to what you could mean. I already told you clearly what it is I was doing. Espionage. Espionage, yes, yes. Now, you're following. You're... You're yanking my chain, right? Stranger, I'm a civilized man. I would never yank chain in public. What? I don't yank. Well, okay then. Hey, what are you drinking? A fruity shaka-shoka. Mixed, not blended. For I am not a bitch and a splash of rye on top for flavor. Oh, that sounds good. Um, it's delicious. Huh. I'm drinking an Elyon 506, Newcastle. Why? What do you have against flavor? Got great flavor. If you find chewing on burnt rubber appetizing, sure. The dignified drink for a dignified man. Real dignity does not come from your drink. Dignity is only achieved through one's actions of self. For example, you hiding in here, quite undignified. Okay, firstly, ouch. Secondly, how do you know what I'm doing? You should pay more attention to your surroundings. Constant vigilance, as they say. He gestured out the window and I looked around the edge of the sill. The small group of corporate were in front of the establishment now. A small device in hand and pointed towards me in the corner of the building. Seems you've got an appointment. I will leave you be. 
Good luck, stranger. Be seeing you, son. Yeah, be seeing you. I downed what was left in my glass and leaned back in the chair. Spinning the glass on the tip of my fingers, I watched the window. I met eyes with one of the three stooges following me and watched them run off with the confirmation they had me cornered. Another shot the bar later, and I checked for another exit. Bathroom window was barred heavier than I could pry, even with my augmented arm. The cook told me to fuck off, and I wasn't about to argue with someone holding a knife of that size. Dragging my feet back to the bar, I resigned to probably having to shoot my way out, whether I wanted to or not, and got a third drink sipping it while facing the door. There might have been other options that I probably could have thought through, looked into, but sometimes there's no point in running from fate. Didn't take long for whoever wanted a piece of me to come into view, and when they did, I immediately wished I'd made that mad break for it when I had the chance and looked into any other avenue. Damn. Shit, even. God fucking damn it to holy high hells, actually. Two large men were planted in front of large bay windows. They told the stooges to scram and stood there, watching, waiting. I could feel the killer intent wafting off the one on the left. It was much larger than the other, unnaturally so. Its trench coat had strange bumps and curves in it, as if there was something between it and its body. I could see what it is once he turned. Tubes and wiring poking out from underneath his collar before he fixed it, lashing more on his chest as he moved. They were running into his neck and the back of his head. When he shifted his weight for a moment, I could see them jutting from his back beneath the thick synth cloth. The other one, just over seven feet tall, much bigger than even my lanky length and had a lot more muscle than I did on my best week. While I'd seen him in the bar, the last I'd really seen him was in a torn and burnt seawad uniform. But 18, or rather grisly now that he was no longer on Team Tau, didn't look any worse for wear. If anything, he looked considerably better. Clean cut, shaven, looking fed and fat. He was wearing a sea-green suit with golden trim, akin to those stooges. He tapped again knowing he had my attention and gestured me outside. A somewhat surprising gesture, as I assumed the next one was going to be the squeezing of a trigger. Thanking the barman and apologizing to the patrons for the noise that was about to happen, I began my way outside. The street was empty beside us. A light drizzle was starting to wet my exposed hand. I didn't give them the chance to box me in and stepped forward. Pistol level and already flaring my magic in the breeze. My odds here were low, but never zero. But there were always odds. I just didn't want to know them. Look who it is. Finally come to say hello. Well, well, well. The lizard dog scuttling about. Well, if it ain't literally my least favorite people I know, do I have something of yours? Look at him. Still got a mouth on him, that one. Unfortunate we're not here to do anything about it. 
My eyes darted between them, waiting for them to make a move, but they were lax in their stance. Grizzly even had his hands up to show he wasn't reaching. We both knew the ex-enforcer didn't need a gun. If anything, I knew him to be considerably worse with. Yeah, can lower your iron. We're here to talk. All peaceful like. No harm intended upon your sweet little head. Why can't I believe that? Because you're a paranoid freak? That's rich. Because everybody lies, most notably in my time here. You two. Oh, please, tell me why I'm not using the element of surprise to shoot you both. Or better, why aren't you in jail? Ha, we told you that all your effort was useless in the end. Were they? What did you think was going to happen? Boss cut a deal and here we are, working the corporate sector. No harm, no foul, anyone considered. You killed the fucking mayor. Did he? On whose word? With what? Do you really think Ensign's gonna go to the board over this? To what end? Fight off all the sunken? You're telling me they just let a premier enforcer go? Just like that. Prices were paid, thanks to you. For God's sake, Johnny. Not here. Damn the fuck down. We're here on orders, not to fight. The both of you amp down, and we can get this over with as soon as possible. And be out of here before we start smelling like swamp bass. The ex-enforcer's shoulder slumped and he half hung his head for a moment before shaking it, like out of a stupor and refocusing his piercing cybernetic eyes on me. You, the Indy on the lookout for the girl? Yeah? Maybe I am. Maybe I'm not. Your soul brand number is 257595? Could be. Are we going to be playing this game? Who are you then? What I am is a guy who doesn't like being followed. Oh yeah? Well, fortunately for us all, there's a lot of things not to like around here. And guess what? I got one especially for you. Unfortunately for you, I don't mind shooting none. Real big talk for when it's not three on one. Even bigger talk coming from the guy not hiding with a sniper rifle half a block away. Listen here, you half-soulless freak. We're here to talk and you're gonna listen. Spare me your empty threats. I'm not even going to play along, so you probably have a minute before I smash one of you over the head with the other. Oh, we got ourselves a killer over here, talking about empty threats. Fucking try me. They stiffled back slightly at my tone. Good, they did keep coming closer. Bad, they didn't have any weapons in hand, but they also didn't need it either. Hey, whoa, hold on there. Consider that your only warning. Another step and I start blasting. If you want to do this, you should have tried days ago when I was all doe-eyed and rested. I don't have the patience for this today. Hold your lead there, killer. Or this time, it'll be me taking the gun. Look, stranger. We're sorry to be interrupting your clearly bushy day. 
None of us wanna be here. So be a good fucking champ and listen before this gets ugly. Only the first shot is free. Then say what you want and fuck off. Or preferably, just fuck off. There you go, tough guy. If you don't know, we're represented, sunken star. You might have heard a little bit more about them since our little mishap. Couldn't possibly know what you're talking about. The last time you interfered in something that was none of your concern and ruined our lives? Oh, that vaguely rings a bell. Well, maybe I have. Maybe I haven't. Maybe I don't care. I do know that I don't care all that much for whatever this is. Maybe I don't want to interfere or get involved again. We both know it's a little too late for that. If you knew who we are talking for, you'd be talking with a nicer tone. Since you already know who I am, you should know this is my nice tone, my very best. I take it to the cleaners every week, get it steamed and cleaned for stains on the weekends. Gotta keep it well oiled and running. Now the fuck do you two overprice and disgrace street security want? You're just asking for it. Still a little too big for his britches. Another spacer boy thinking he's a big shot in town? You know what? Know what, metalhead? Hey, boss said you need to do this job, but... <sighs> Even if I could trigger my second incantation in time, I doubt I could have fully dodged the blow he dealt me. One second he was in front of me, the next he was inches from my nose and his fist was ramming my kidney. I sunk to the ground, a metallic irony flavor filling my mouth as it filled with blood. I didn't know where my gun went, and I looked up to reach for it only to see Grizzly spinning its chambers. Nice pitch. Who'd just steal it from me? Har hardy har. Actually, that reminds me, I still have your rifle. Nice piece that is. Gonna use it to fill your ass with- <coughs> My eyes saw white, then stars. Then when the blurriness faded, the barrel of my own gun. Well, okay, I deserve that one. And technically it was his gun first. I could feel magic bubbling inside me, threatening to pulse out. I wasn't sure what would happen if it did. To me, with that gun in my face. To them being, I don't know, generally more powerful than I was. Then Forcer might have just been chrome to the hills and back, but I didn't recall Grizzle being that strong when he hoisted me up by the collar, keeping the gun in my face. <laughs> We're listening now, aren't we? Done being a wise ass. Actually, I agree with your friend there. You should really cut this conversation short and bounce back up to the docks in your fancy little dancing shoes before- I'm really tired of your constant whining. Johnny raised his massive hand to hit me again, but Grizzle waved him off, moving the gun away from my face. And having an iron grip I wasn't breaking unless I could get out an incantation or a tear straight through my clothes. Thought you didn't know much of Sunken Star. Are we gonna keep on playing this game or... Or what? I can wise guy at you all day. 
Why are we still here? Listen here, mister. What would you like me to call you? Numbers ain't no way for a man to address another man. And stranger ain't no name. It's stranger. Just stranger. Because I don't know you. I don't want to know you. We're not friends. We're not even colleagues. You are a pain in my ass. And right now, a disturbance to my morning. He's making this real hard, Grizzly. Maybe, maybe we should tell the boss that. Curious, in the middle of his threat to me, Johnny doubled over in pain. His hands went to his temples and he grunted, holding back the pain for several seconds before slowly releasing, straightening his back up, now pale as a ghost. Grizzly put me down to check on him for a moment, and I remained frozen in place. Stop letting him agitate you. That's his whole scheme. Ugh, what a bastard. But watching you, so keep it cool. Keep it verse. Yeah, sorry, sorry. It's getting harder. I feel like m maybe I should be here for this. Can I go? Well then, Mr. Stranger. It seems we need to slam down them brass tacks. It must have been surprise on my face when he flipped the gun around and handed it back to me. Sensing a trick, but unsure from where, I slowly grasped the handle and took it back. I couldn't feel anything different on it. But you can never know, so... I turned and chucked it as far as I could. That was... Well, can't say I blame you. We wouldn't be up here bothering you if we didn't have a proposal for you. Word is, you're now the man for odd jobs around here. And we got quite the odd job. So odd, our bosses have us down here looking for you. Peacefully, as we were just reminded. Tell your boss to lick Lizard. Is that so? You sure you want our boss to hear that from you? Can they hear me right now? <clears throat> you can eat lead while you're at it, you hear? I don't care about your problems, I don't care for your proposals, and I won't work with a bunch of fucking corporates like you. We know, we know. We saw your little meeting yesterday over in the west side, and we can make a little gander as to what job he offered you. Good for you. Are we done? You don't find any of this curious, or even piquing your interest a little. So, let's say I do. What's it to me? Are you about to offer me double what everyone else is paying? You don't even know what's going on and you're ready to turn down a corporate offer? Oh, am I ever? I get it, you must be the party that's not getting what they want here, but that's none of my concern. And you can understand enough to know that if you bring us the package, we'll pay you triple everyone else. That should speak in your language. I don't know about any package. I'm looking for a woman. Now you could say she's quite the package, but that'd be bad manners. And I'm sure you can tell mine are excellent today. I seemingly brought my good ones for the terrible company I'm in. Grizzly cocked his head. 
seemingly curious at the nugget of information I just dropped. Face stayed blank, though. Couldn't tell if he was surprised or intrigued. Johnny didn't have such control. Could tell the surprise and kerfuffle on his face from the way his metal brow furrowed, the small frown growing across his shiny face. It's uncanny. That's so. Better than yours. You're not shot yet, are you? Yeah, and you're not dead, but I have the... Johnny. The cyber man tensed. I could feel the tension in the air rise between us, but I kept my focus, dodging the reactions. The heave of Johnny's chest as he flexed his hand, the twitch in Grizzle's mustache as he shifted his weight from one foot to the other. You were hired to take out the woman? By who? Oh? Now who doesn't know what's going on? Are you trying to make this take as long as possible? Maybe so. But I was hired to retrieve her. I don't do wanton murder. That's your guys' business. Ha! They think they're going to get their rat with you? That way she's going to come quietly? She got away from all of us last night. Man dead by the fucking dozen, chasing her down. You're a fucking limp noodle. Did she? And why would she go and do that? Well, don't act coy now. Even if you're looking for the package, then what's your problem getting it for us? Maybe I don't like the extra work. Or more specifically, I don't like you. I don't like your face. I don't like his face. I don't like your voice. And I don't like your attitude. Honestly, I don't like the way you smell either. Swamp ass, is it? Don't. Don't rise to him, Johnny. Listen, if you bring it back in one piece, you're looking at 20 big ones. Oh. Big number, huh? Bunch of zeros on that. There is. And the opportunity for future jobs, of course. Boss knows you're not the type to work all official, so he feels this would be more your speed. Your boss, huh? He said you'd be familiar enough after your meeting. Also said to consider this offer. A tree branch or something. Fine. Let's say I stumble across this elusive package. That's a big if I find it, because I'm not going out of my way for you chuckle fucks. But for this very unfortunate conversation's sake, where do you want me to bring it? Look at him. Kenny's make a man change his tone real quick. Fucking hypocrite. Where do I bring it? The Starway Plaza on the east side. I'm sure you know where it is. Do I? If not, you better get acquainted with it. Don't count on it. You can find him there. Usually the executive office. You have a good day now. We'll be seeing you 257595, Mr. Stranger. Don't get wasted out there. Yeah, sure, sure. It ain't over, fucker. Not by a long shot. The moment they were gone, I breathed a sigh of relief. This job has become like an onion. Disgusting layers that were threatening to make me cry with each one I tore back. Oh, come the fuck on. Why does everyone know where I am? 
My eyes shot up as a blacked-out van cut off my exit. Fuck, 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 fuck. Don't even. Turn around before I shoot you, stranger. We're not chasing you today. And in immediate 180, there was someone dropping down from the wall and slowly making his way down towards me. Oi, stranger! This wasn't a rock in a hard place. This was lead and fist. Don't run, stranger. It's too early. Man, I really traumatized you guys, huh? My knees hurt just thinking about it. I'm not running. What is it, the new casual pastime to harass me? Does everyone not have anything better to do? Who else has been bothering you? I turned back and the large hairy sheriff, well, marshal, of Sector 9 was strutting towards me, hands in his pockets and his hat pulled low. I could spot his shiny brass badge on his chest and a gun on his belt as he rocked up, looking me in the eye with his amber ones that were sparkling hazel in the rising sun. Uh, it's a long story with old friends that I'd rather not bring up. Uh, never mind. Don't have time for that. You have something for me? I do. You do. What makes you so sure? You can play coy with a couple of haircuts from Sunken, but you gotta be all chromed out already to think you can play me. So have with it. Or do you need a metal shampoo? Alright, alright. Crash. I might be technically charging you for this. That can be negotiated. Spit it out. Well, as I'm sure you do know, I'm looking into a missing girl. Maybe a made woman, maybe a freelancer. I'm not sure yet. Job's less legal than I might have thought. We're apprised of that. What have you dug up? Mostly that it's a really shady deal gone wrong between corporates and the crime families. I don't know, big man, it's a whole thing, clearly. That's why we don't appreciate you stomping all over it. Is that it? Is that what I'm doing? Is it connected to a case you guys are working? In some way. Okay, well work with me here. What's the continued interest to you? It is amongst a couple of ongoing operations. Tim Tao was looking into a certain Mr. Kalaid. And so were you. Was I? Yes. Yes, you were. News to me. What for? We'd assume your case is involved with the black-collar crime he's suspected of. That feels like a crime you're making up. Having seen and worked with you, it's just about anything from your swamp-hunting pal to... You bumped into him on the quarter moon once and now he owes you a life debt. You make me out to be way worse than I actually am. You can continue to play dumb, but packet tracer triggers a sub-protocol meant to track anyone trying to access a certain Meribeth Rain's file. How about that? Did he now? He did. For you. Do you know this for sure? Yes, stranger, we do. Oh. Can't really deny that then, now can I? Furthermore, it led right to Mr. Clades as well. Quite the snooping you two have been doing. I'm almost impressed with the groundwork. Fucking Packet. I thought he was all untraceable-like. Packet wasn't covering your trails because he's allowed in and send networks. Something you are not, for obvious reasons. So then technically, I wasn't in the networks. He was. So what's the problem? 
He's not on the job with you, and you're not on an active case right now. Well, what's really an active case anyways? When I call you and send you a case file. Oh. Literally that. Basically, yes. Well, I'll tell you what you want to know. I don't have much time, but I think at this point it's clearly related. What do you know? Someone crashing it, girl on the run, west and east side orgs looking for sunken looking for this package. Gangs just, I don't know, doing gang gang shit. Sunken? As in Sunken Star Enterprises, have you confirmed this? As much as anyone can confirm anything. Everybody lies and the truth is not always so apparent. Why is it particularly bad that they're involved? For all intents and purposes, stranger, consider any and all interaction or involvement with the mega corporations particularly bad, especially for the likes of you. Good point. Aside from the fact, you're also corporates. And cops. You said guns were involved. Yes, if I'm telling you this. What is it that you are even investigating? This city is larger than you realize, stranger. Everything has more to it than it seems of face value. That means nothing to me. We suspected some of the companies on the west side are beginning to slip beneath the line and it's beginning to uncover more than we assumed. Even deeper of a hole if what you say about Sunken Star is also involved. What's your investigation in relation to all of this? There's been a new big player in downtown for the past few months. They've been laying low and staying in their lane. So, isn't that a good thing? But they stepped out or showed some weakness. The west side has amped itself up into a frenzy. And what I'm investigating? Unclear. We thought it was a deal between the Westside families gone bad, but with the new information, we'll reassess and plan next steps, and you'll be letting you know anything that I find. Yep, yep, I know. Good. And a word of advice? Unsolicited, but sure. If you find your missing girl, duck faster. I opened my mouth to question him, but he turned and walked away, coat billowing in the light breeze around him as he got into the van. Tau Ten did the same, and I was finally left alone, alone with my thoughts, and a very long walk. SCT was a big city, bigger than the average spacer like myself ever got to see even if they tried. To be fair, it would depend on the type. From what I'm told, most are up in the skylines, partying it up, maybe in uptown, living the high life, or on the mega train, seeing the sights and living the dream. Rarely do they even spend more than a long moment in downtown, unless they're stuck in traffic. They remain in their gilded and neon towers, overlooking the city from its center crown. Even those in Midtown, towering over the rest of us still below them. Then you had the rest of us. Mercs, traitors, lost souls, leftovers from bygone eras, adventurers looking for their fame and fortune, people living on the edge, towing the lines. The deeper you go, 
the more variation you could find. Old school ones like doors in the undertown beneath the midtown, mercs and traders in the alleys of downtown, and guys like me, hanging around the underground downs and yeah, the sprawls. Well, who knows what you're really gonna find there. There weren't rules per se, but it was only lawless to the corporates. There were unseen, unspoken guidelines, revered leaders, hierarchies, and made a society, and some chose to live in it. Some had to. But even then, that only stretched so far. On a planet covered in mind-numbingly large chunks of debris and old remnant pieces of the fallen Eucumenopolis, the soulless people down here were quite literally sprawled out beneath the city. This particular one was otherwise known as the Suicide Sprawls, one of the places even freelancers and indies like myself tend to avoid. I was stuck down here once, and getting out was less than pleasant. Much less than pleasant. There was nothing here aside from the forgotten, the left behind, and the miserable. The middle buildings and their inhabitants were half crumbled into each other. Half didn't even seem to have any power running through them. Those that did had all their windows and doors and the bottom floors boarded and sealed up. Whatever that's a euphemism for. Blurping down a bitter synth java that I got while walking down some of the worst streets and alleys I've seen in my time here, I turned onto the block that Kitty gave me. I almost turned back. My AR display was highlighting a trail into the alley. I knew they'd been seen around here, and my eyes were peeled for any hint of the targets along the streets and sidewalks. And I took a nice long look around as I reached the opening of the alley. Nothing. But, across the street there was a store. And if I wanted to be generous and call it that, it was more like a stall, built out of scrap and refurbished metal into the wall of nearby buildings. It took up what was left of the sidewalks, and I could see a pair of wizened eyes staring at me from behind the line of displays filled with small basic things like sweet-smelling soaps, uncontaminated bottles of water, and 9mm ammo. I dug around for a later and ignited the tip. Taking a long draw as I perused his wares. Hey, uh, you got you got one of those to spare? I'll pay you for water for You got any java back there? I'm desperate enough, I'll even have another rice or synth. <laughs> nah, no java down here. Not even the fake stuff. Are you looking for anything else? I don't got a lot, but I appreciate the smoke. Hard to come by down here. I shook my head and waved off the questionable looking packet of rations he offered me. I had a different kind of appetite. Ah, uh, shuck. Throw night tonight. Yeah, throw night. Yeah. Say, you wouldn't happen to have a camera on this thing, yeah? Maybe one that caught the alley up ahead. Uh, used to. Up until last night, actually. I have something watching the top while I sleep. But last night, even the cameras got picked clean. He pointed up and my eyes followed to a couple of broken security cameras. I moved closer to inspect them, 
using the light off, my shades to illuminate them in the dark down here. One of them had a small hole going clean through it, and the other shell was only dented, but had half of its guts spilling out, hanging loosely by only a few remaining wires. You, uh, looking at my security cameras? Not the place for that, huh? It looked like they got shot out. Do you have a recording? Uh, yeah. What's it to you? Have you seen the footage? Uh, checked it this morning to see if I could find out who ransacked the place last night. Didn't see much, but it must have gotten to the cameras first. Bastard. I'm looking for someone I think came by here. Maybe before, maybe your cameras caught them. You mind if I take a look? I'll make it worth your time. Eh, sure, sure. Uh, come around back here. I circled the small shop and entered through a waist-high swinging metal door on the side. It was cramped in there, and the vendor was crouched down behind the counter, banging a small screen while cursing under his breath. After a moment, grainy images began flashing at what must have been topping out at ten frames a second. So slow it was like watching a slideshow. But it showed me what I was looking for. After a few moments of fanoodling and getting the times right, we got to the frames of a suited man running down towards the alley. He stopped at the entrance and turned back, pulling something from his jacket. That something evidently became a gun as the next frame showed muzzle flare as he took a few shots back down where he came. He was so caught up in the shooting he didn't see what looked like a small container, barely bigger than a ring box, fall out of his pocket into the ground. Is that what you're looking for, yeah? Keep going. A few more seconds later, and someone else, hunched over, some dingy cloth draped over them came into shot. They made a beeline for the fallen box and retrieved it onto their person quickly, before looking up worriedly and suddenly fleeing. And there she was, Marybeth Wren, in the flesh. She stopped at the mouth of the alley, but facing down it, she raised her hands to defend her face from an unseen attack. There were three flashes of light, then the camera glitched out. Curious, I leaned back from the small screen and took a last draw from my smoke, flicking the butt into the street and lighting another, offering a second to the vendor, of course. That's just good manners. Which one did I be looking for, Big man or little girl? I don't know yet, but I have a feeling I'm about to find out. Thanks for the help. I slid the McKenny and made my way to the alley shown on the recording. Knowing what to look for, and it only took me a moment to find it. Hiding a building down was a dirty and mattered looking man, gleaming back at me from underneath a cracked streetlight. I've heard we've got a friend in common. I ain't got no friends. Really? Cause a friend told me you found something pretty sweet. I ain't fine. I ain't no nothing. Ah, damn, really? Uh-huh. Because if you didn't do no finding of no nothing, then I ain't got someone to give this shiny Kenny, a friend we don't have in common told me to give, a certain someone. You get what I'm saying, yeah? They promised two kenners. Who did? Holler. Friend. 
I thought we didn't have any friends and you didn't have any little package. I saw him dig through his raggedy clothes in the cart beside him for a long moment before he pulled out a small box, not much bigger than a ring box, raising it towards me. See, didn't find nothing, but one two pennies. On credit, can't spend no credit. How about I give you three and you do me a favor? What favor? Already found thing. Just need you to make a loud noise if you see anyone else coming down the alley. Yeah? Make a noise. Real loud. Sure, sure. More men come make big noise. Kondo, Kondo. They give me more pennies. I reached into a pocket in my jacket and pulled out three shiny crystallized looking coins and offered it to him. His eyes glowed and he was already stretching out his hands, but I kept my distance. I dropped the coins into his hands and snatched the box from him, gave him a thumbs up as I turned around. Yeah, sure they will, if you make a loud enough noise. As I slipped the box into a more secure pocket in my jacket and returned to the alleyway, there were less footprints than you'd imagine down here. And when people are running for their lives, they leave very remarkable footprints. The way it's remarkable how many footprints I'm fighting leading up to slashing marks. I took a step back and scanned the area with my shades. Footprints led right to where I assumed the deed was done. Left behind faint horizontal slashes on the wall, not as deep as in the yard, and then drag marks where they must have dragged a body, and... This time they're on a fake bodyguard. I have expected him to be dead somewhere, and managed to hold down my dinner as I stared at what was left of his face, and wasn't about to move it from where it had been unceremoniously shoved behind a dumpster. Body was stiff, according to the stick I poked it with, probably here for at least a few hours now. And what do we have here? A knife. A knife? A knife. It looked like he had tried to get a last lick in. The knife was covered in a thin layer of blood. There was a soft blue glow coming from the crystals within. Blade was too thick to have caused those slashing marks in the wall and in the yard though. I moved back over to the wall and constructed the scene in my mind. If this guy had bad luck, the slasher had made it all the way to him before he could get in a proper shot. If he had good luck, he managed to get them before they tore out his throat and off his face. It was a nasty looking blade. Probably stung the attacker. But let's say, you get stabbed, push the dying guy off of you, brace against the wall here to check the wound. It's jagged, but shallow, so you're okay. Down here, that definitely meant an infection. Probably stitches as well next thing to do is hide the body behind the biggest thing you can see. Push him behind the dumpster. I walked towards the dumpster and turned around to survey the alley. You run into the nearest safe looking space and wait for your backup, whether it be freelancer or corporate. And the third window down wasn't boarded up all the way. Looked like someone had pried it half off. When I got closer, I could see it wasn't nailed in to begin with. 
nor did the ledge I was climbing through have as much dice or grime on it as everywhere else. Well, if that's not suspicious, I don't know what could be. The hair on the back of my neck stood up and I slowly started moving my hands toward my holster. I felt the air move and I knew it was too slow. I ducked and something moved behind me. A shot went over my head, tearing the adjacent wall up. What the? I swung my legs around and they collided with something. But they were very solid and I nearly bounced right off. Fortunately, their next shot tore a hole through the ground where I would have been if I had not moved with the motion and spun away. <sighs> Guess we're doing this. It was too dark to see my attacker properly. But they were having no issues keeping up with my wild strikes. Using the barrel of their gun to neatly entangle my arms within each other and push me back. I skidded a few feet on the floor, coming back around with a gun in hand. But as I turned my shoulders around ready for a final confrontation, it came with your friendly local woman pointing a shotgun at my family jewels. Easy now. Any sort of movements and you're not dying quickly, but you're sure as hell gonna die. You hear? Being someone who'd rather die as quickly as possible, I hear you, and I'm listening. You have my full attention. Good. Now, before I do what's promised, who sent you? If you're gonna shoot me anyways, why would I tell you the one thing you want to know? Because you may want to die in one shot. You make a compelling argument, then I'll answer a question. Who said I only had one question? I'm Independent Investigator 257595, and I'm on the job. Viendi? What are you doing all the way down here, huh? What's the job? This might come as a surprise to you, but I'm looking for someone. And who might that be? I paused my answers. I was slowly turning with my hands raised as she grilled me. It was nearly my height, but at a heavier build like she particularly enjoyed lifting weights. Her clothes resembled being once a pantsuit, possibly even ballistic weave, but hard to tell as it was so tattered and dirty. It was scowling beneath her long auburn hair and had deep raccoon bags under her eyes. And there she was. I definitely recognized my target, Mayor Bithrend. She was also starting to look otherwise familiar. But I held my breath a moment and inwardly cursed my luck at the whole situation. The tension in her posture was visible, palpable in the air. Wouldn't happen to be me, would it? No. I'm looking for a civilian assistant who went missing on a jolly jaunt to the underground. And I'm pretty sure that's not what you are. And what do you think I am, Mr... What even are you going to buy now? Stranger. Stranger? Yeah, because I'm not from around here. I'm a stranger. Clearly, or else you wouldn't be bumbling around like a fool in the swamp. No, not anymore. Back to my questions. Who do you think I am, Mr. Stranger? Well, now don't hold this against me as much as you are that gun, but if I had to guess, you know, I'd say you're quite a capable person. How capable? Capable and creative enough to be part of a forged cover story that fool a corporation, a crime family, and diligent enough to keep it long enough until their targets surface, whatever it is that may be. Well, if I'm so smart, this doesn't look like the place I'd be in right now, would it? That's a good point. 
though I'm pretty sure is wrong. You clearly think a lot of me. Though I do. To be fair, you did have quite the severe problem, didn't you? One wherein someone else, also very capable and clever, so much so they managed to fake a freelancer hit to try to set you up so they could get away with it. Seems like I didn't have a good enough plan then. Uh, but it wasn't just yours, was it? Which is why you haven't shot me. You don't know whose side I'm on. Which leads to my question. What went wrong? You still talk too much. You got too greedy. No, not you. You all planned this for too long for that to trip you up. Someone betray you. No, I don't... I don't think you'd have any more rats on your team. So someone got over on you. Oh, there it is. You're the one that got screwed. That's quite the story there. But maybe you got something wrong. Rarely. But I do my best. So what now, Sergeant? Shut up, will you? Someone might be listening. How'd you know? Put it together. Everyone's always so surprised when I actually know what's going on, even though that's my job. So, are we gonna put the guns down and talk about our next steps? Her lip curled back into a hint of a smile for a split second, but disappeared just as quick under a scowl. There is no next step for us. You're working for the lashes and I'm not blowing my cover. I'm just waiting for the others. Once they get here, we'll see how to make sure it's intact. Ah, uh, ah. Uh, you see, so about that... Ranger, what's the problem? So wait, 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 wait. Hear me out. I, I wasn't sure if it was you until I got here. So? So, looking around us, I can assume you've lost your gear and are waiting for a Tau to track you down. Through whoever was sent to track you and get you out of here. Yeah, I get it. You're a very smart little boy. Yeah, um, hold your opinion because, well, allow me the sheer misfortune to inform you that your friends ain't coming. I lost them before I even got to the sprawls. Pretty a cocky of them to come down here, but... Well, there's nothing stopping me from blowing your brains across the floor so you don't report back to the lashes and getting the fuck out of here. Wait, 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 wait. I've got a counter-proposal. Fine. Make it quick. I suggest you listen real close. I saw her face freeze for a moment and the tip of her gun raised ever so slightly as she turned her head just in time to see a pair of thick hairy arms smash through the window and wrap around her. I flung myself back before she could pick her gun off the floor and laid it down on the table. Both me and it went tumbling back over onto our sides, me grunting in pain and it providing me with a little cover. Her gun was forgotten in the frame. Instead, she was slashing at him with the blades coming out of her augmented fingers. She was quick and got him a good few times. Red was running steamy down in his torn white shirt and jacket. He was starting to slow, but then his weird golden glow glowed over him and I could see his wings begin stitching themselves back up in real time. Alright, my turn then. <laughs> you wanna go too, Sprinkles? My star rhymes. Not that close, but she turned on me just as fast as I was. And I was in no condition to be keeping up with that kind of speed as 
as my side was screaming from all the bruising and poundings it had taken. Fortunately, as she split her attention between us, the moto arms over there got a grip on her shoulder from behind, and after she used his brick wall of the body as an immovable backboard to nail me in the solar plexus, I brought my right hand back down on her with enough force to stall her, giving me enough time to pop my gun out of the compartment in my other. Ugh. Alright, enough. Enough. I've got the gun now. Next person to hit me is going to the odd dogs in a body bag. Stop moving, you little bitch. Fucking make me, motherfucker. The woman squirmed a bit in his grip, but realizing her position slumped down, and the bleeding corporate was looking terrible, but kept a strong enough grip on her. Well, looks like you were right. You do have a knack of these things. I'd sound a little less smug there, big guy. I've got the gun, and I'm not done deciding that I don't want to use it. Why shoot me? You've got all you want. You've completed your contract as for now. I'll call my boss to confirm. Walk away. You're not taking my target until I get paid. Make the call. Fine, fine. You just watch the girl. Here, cuff her. He gave her a nudge towards me, and I kept my gun up as he bumped into me. I slapped a pair of metal cuffs on her, and let her lean on the wall beside the table. We both stared at each other. I had the upper hand here, but we both know there was going to be a bit more nuance to it than that. You could just let me go now. We could easily both overpower him. You know I can't. He's turning in my contract as we speak. Besides, you just threatened to shoot me. Like twice. Can't blame you for trying. You know he's gonna take me to the Lashers. I didn't even know my client was the Lashers. Don't blame me for this. You shouldn't be stepping on active cases. I barely did anything. You're the one that had this perfect plan, one that probably had months of prep to go into it. And by all means went off flawlessly. Yeah, until it didn't. Which you could be helping to undo. You know, the good thing. That is not my problem. I'm on a fucking contract. And you know I'm not the one who's going to be cleaning this mess up. Either I'll be dead, or Tao will find me. I'd think carefully about your next move. This might come back to bite you. That's confirmed with Mr. Matters. Today's retainer and the extra? Bills sent by your fixer. You should be notified any second. My AR pinged with a message from Cupid. Payment received. There was also a lot of question marks and other messages, but I dined to ignore those. I pushed the woman back to Mr. Clade and lowered my gun as he grabbed her. Before I lowered it, I noticed that Mr. Clade had come back in with a briefcase. A sealed briefcase. The type I'd already had much history with. I gave it a questioning look that I shared with him. There was only a second he had his back turned to me as we both stepped to the table that had the briefcase. Keep looking so fucking smug, you bastard. I'm gonna smash your face in when I get out of here. You barking dog. You satisfied Indy? Well, actually, I think we have one last matter of business. That being, the sunken business is not my own, and I feel it shouldn't be Mr. Mathers either. I think I can smooth that over real easy enough, though. 
I'm pretty sure I can be bought out of this whole situation. You'll walk away. No word, no problems. Hopefully, we'll never meet again. I mean that. Ever. You're also a real bastard, you know that? I threw little Miss Tau 22 a wink. Fine. It's dirty money now. We don't want this tracing back to us. Already too messy. And made a decision I hoped I wouldn't regret while rolling my shoulders. Before Jack turned back around holding out the briefcase to me. I used the motion of rolling my shoulders to pick it up. Now, the woman. She brushed up against me as I pushed her forward at him. She was reluctant and stumbled before freezing halfway. And there was a look back over her shoulder at me with a stony face. I won't forget this. Well, I hope we don't get to say that. Eh, you have yours and I now have mine. So I think this is where we're gonna part ways. Maribeth, Jack, to never meeting either of you again. To never see you again, Indy. I walked down the sprawls that night. Considerably richer men in more ways than one, I hoped. What do you mean she got away? Oh no. Well, not my problem. She was well within their custody, and regardless, they're the ones that demanded her over. Stranger, what did you do? Nothing. Honest. You should have brought her in yourself. I wanted to do that. He's the one who called it in. Check the logs. That's why we got paid so early. That's sloppy work. What if I want to work like this again? I don't want a contract like this ever again, thank you. Right now, I need a drink. You come and buy for your share of the bonus. Uh, yeah, of course. I'm on my way. <sighs> well, who would have guessed it? She broke out. And the Jackson ends in custody. Places unknown. Looks from others, but that's the name of the game, isn't it? Everybody lies. Everybody cheats. Some people scam. Some people try to kill. All in the name of the black collar game. I stared at that ring box in my hand for just a moment before dropping it into my desk drawer. With a content sigh, I removed my bottle of breakfast bourbon from beside where it fell. Back and kid would be here any moment to get their share of the Kennys found. They were both happy to split it. I didn't need any more ill-gun games. All I needed was a nap in this sleepless city. Oh yeah, and a new knife. The one I have seems to have gone missing. Rod, damn it. Come in. Hello. My greetings, yes. One of us looks lost, and I know it's not me. What can I do you for? Hmm, yes, quite. Well, I happen to be looking for a certain someone. Oh, really? Who? Ah, well, it's just... A man. Called Stranger. End of Act 1.
Thank you for listening to episode 4, It's Too Many Backstabs, and stay tuned for the beginning of Act 2 in a couple of weeks. In the meantime, you can watch The Man Called Stranger Shorts, and you can join the Out of Credits Discord, where you can find the cast doing things. Don't forget to like and review the show on whichever platform you're listening on, or support us on the coffee. And finally, a thank you to the rest of our cast, DBK as Johnny, Diasaru as Wolfgang, Mina KNG as Little Larry, and finally, Mortimer and Givi as more voices of the city. We'll be back in a couple of weeks testing out shorter episodes with Act 2, beginning with Episode 5. It's clinically aggravated, so stay tuned and don't go nowhere because you don't know what's out in the volume, but it knows you.